Hey Potters, welcome to episode 175 of Cospod the Podcast for all things cosplay. Woohoo! Yay! Woo. <laughs> I'm betting that is how a lot of people feel because not only was it a holiday uh, in the States, but there was PAX and there was Dragon Con, and I'm sure there were other conventions as well this past weekend. Everybody is dropped dead exhausted mine wasn't because of anything fun mine's just been work and work and work and work work and war work and, and even more work after that that sounds about right i don't want to think about work right now uh i wish i could say the same <laughs> let's think about cosplay instead oh okay because that's what we're here for sure yeah <laughs> Yes, th those who may notice, I have a new background because I'm actually um, surprised in a different location now. Yay! You have uh, shifted realities. Yes, I, I have temporarily, temporarily, temporally. Yeah, I moved. Temporally. <laughs> <laughs> I moved, so I'm in a new place now. So yeah. Uh, speaking of working on cosplay, um, yeah, we've both been really tired these past couple of weeks. Yeah. And so uh, I will not bore you guys with the pile of fabric that is my cosplay progress. When do I not have a pile of fabric? Um, I have decided to set aside Zelda for now because I'm very unhappy with it. I'll be straight up honest. It, it's not that I did bad work on it. I didn't do bad work. I just don't like the way it looks. It doesn't suit me. And so I'm just going to set it aside for a little while and then take a look at it with fresh eyes later on and see if my opinion has changed. If I still don't like it, then I can take it apart and use the components for something else. And, you know, if my opinion does change and I do end up liking it, then I'll keep working on it. But as with many things in life, uh, don't feel obligated, of course, if you have the option. Sometimes in life you have to do things you don't like. But if you have the option, if you don't like your cosplay, you don't have to work on it. You have that option. And I am choosing to exercise it. And so what I ended up doing is I have another costume that I wanted to work on as I noticed that I have no costumes that are suitable for 100 degree weather. And this is Texas after all. And so I decided I should probably make something that I can wear when it's a little bit more toasty. And so I took out Riddle's bodysuit pattern because I did kind of want to check it against the Yaya Han bodysuit pattern just to see how they're different. I think they use slightly different seams and piecing, mm -hmm. uh, especially here in the shoulders and the bust Yeah, between the two. And I want to say that the bottoms may be slightly different in their assembly as well. I know that they have different collar options and they have different sleeve options. You can do the sleeveless variety. You can do the full sleeve variety. You can do the full jumpsuit, including legs, or you can just do the uh, bodysuit uh, Fuku style and just do, you know, almost swimsuit bottoms, basically. And so I've been kind of going through the pattern I cut out all of the tissue paper pieces which is always fun because you can never fold everything back to fit in the envelope very well pro tip you can iron tissue paper mm -hmm. if you want it to lay flat run a very cool iron 
not hot, very cool iron across the tissue paper and you can straighten it. It's mostly just the weight of the iron. It's not even really so much the heat. You can use very, very, very low heat, but please don't set it on fire because that will not <laughs> straighten it. That will make it disappear. And then you will have no pattern and you have to go buy a new one. So I've been tracing it not on to stretch fabric, but on woven because I want it to be made of a very certain material, which is almost linen-like for this particular costume. And it's actually appropriate for the character. I, I am using accurate fabrics for the character, which is why I'm not using stretch fabric. But I wanted to use that bodysuit pattern to make it a very fitted pattern because I'm going to make it Fuku style. I'm going to make a bodysuit and then the skirt is going to attach as a separate piece like a lot of Sailor Scouts do with uh, snaps. Because kids, let me tell you about having to launder cosplay. <laughs> Making it in pieces that are easy to take apart, easy to put on, easy to take off, can be a, this is not blasphemous, godsend. I'm not trying to commit blasphemy, but it really <laughs> is a big help whenever you have modular costumes. Both to be able to wear it and to be able to wash it. Because yes, please wash your costumes. They do stink after a while. We are big supporters of all things snaps and Velcro. Like, oh my yes. god. Yes. Uh, if you can make your costume in little bits and pieces, it makes it so much easier to manage. Especially if you end up only having to spot clean one piece of it instead of having to throw the entire thing in. Especially if the entire thing can't always be thrown in a washing machine. S some costumes are dry clean only for bits of them. So... Uh, I wanted to try and make this costume modular. It is going to be all fabric. There is no armor unless I choose to do that version later on. Which, honestly, this being a summer costume, I don't really want to do the armor portion right now. I just want the fabric portion. <laughs> so I'm kind of slowly working on that. I have no deadlines for it. We're basically coming to the end of the hot season in Texas anyway by the end of this month. So realistically this would be finished by next summer. I can wear it to a con next summer. No hurry. Mostly just to kind of casual cosplay it. Um, it helps, and probably part of the reason that I'm so unhappy with Zelda, it helps to be very consistent in your body size to be able to work on cosplay. And, uh, I, I am not bragging here. I have a point for saying this. I have lost almost 45 pounds since I started on my, I will not call it a diet, but lifestyle change. There you go. I, I am almost borderline having defeated diabetes. So I, I'm almost no longer pre-diabetic. I'm right on the cusp and hopefully lose slightly more weight and then I will be done and I can finally be normal again. And the reason I say this, again, not to brag, but Zelda does not fit me very well anymore. Because when I made and drafted the costume, I was much heavier. And you can take in costumes, but one, I'm not very good at it. And two, it hangs differently with that particular fabric, because I used crepe, I think, for that one. So there, there's not enough weight for it to kind of hang properly. So I'm kind of glad I waited to work on, I waited to work on the cosplay 
because I've such drastically changed size that now none of my slopers are accurate again. Which really frustrates me because I have to do all that work all over again. But that's it. Woo! Yay! <laughs> so I've just been, you know, taking it slow. Mental health day for me. Sometimes self-care is very necessary and a wonderful thing. And so that's what I've been doing. It's definitely way more productive than I have been because all I've been doing is working and working and working and working and working and working and more work. Yay! Which sucks because whenever we come back from a convention, I'm usually on this like creative high and I'm like, okay, I really want to work on all these costumes. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And just reality has kind of slapped me down and said, nope, you, 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 you didn't. You, no, you, you can't. You can't. You can't. So I don't really have a whole lot to share other than I started transferring my skirt pieces for my Snow White costume to fabric. That's it. That's all I've done in the last two weeks. And it's terrible because I really want to work on cosplay, but I can't. In fact, the second that this uh, recording is over with, I have to go right back to work because I have been working every day for the last month and a half, including evenings and weekends. And it's just like, okay, well, you know, this is my life. So my dress is hanging very awkwardly on my dress form right next to me. And um, I'll be lucky if I can get it done by the end of this year at the rate that I'm going. It's so depressing. Ah. Sometimes life gets in the way, kids. And sometimes you just, you have to step away from the cosplay a bit, whether you like it or not. I just, I need, I need more hours in the day to give me, even if I can have just an hour to relax and do some sewing, that would make me happy. I think I'd be in a much more stable mental place, but I, I don't have that. This is my hour right now. Yay. <laughs> I've got this and then I have to go back to work and then the rest of the week is just work. So it's like, okay, well, that's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take this little time. <laughs> yep. That's why we're here to talk about cosplay. By the way, for Cospod hmm. updates, everybody who's been following us, um, all of the AFES stuff is up with the exception of the cosplay contest. The only reason I have not uploaded that or edited yet yet is because AnimeFest already has it up on their channel. And I was like, well, I have a little bit of time then, so I can kind of finesse this a bit. Um, so hopefully the sound quality on that will be a little bit better. Because the one on the AFES channel, it goes between the uh, sound booth and then the one that's on camera at the front of the stage. So it's very awkward audio. Um, but since they already have it up, I was like, okay, no rush. But our panels are up. Our review is up. All that goodness. So be sure to check out our YouTube channel. Um, I think actually both of the groups that hosted the panels that we posted up um, have contacted us and thanked us for that. So, hey, that's cool. I take it. <laughs> yep. We are happy to bring the cosplay content to you guys as much as we are able. You know, we're only a couple of bodies. Uh, we're fairly limited and, you know, sometimes panels overlap and we can only be in two places at once. So we did our best. There were a lot of overlapping panels this year. That, that's been a very bad trend. The other thing I really dislike when this happens is when it, when there's a cosplay panel going on during the cosplay contest. And you know everybody's going to be at the cosplay contest and not at that panel. And you're like, oh, we're sorry. <laughs> I mean, you, you do have to offer content for those who don't wish to be at the contest. Because there are plenty sure. of people, and I've talked to them, who do not wish to watch. Because they either aren't interested, which is perfectly fine, to each their own. Yeah. 
or they know that there's going to be video of it so they can watch it on demand later on. And so they'd rather attend something else at the con that's not being filmed and then just go watch the cosplay contest later. But just in general, I think there's a safe assumption that if the cosplay contest is going on, you probably shouldn't put other cosplay content against it because it's going to get ignored entirely. Right. That's fair. I, I would probably say that no cosplay content against the contest is fair. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, other things, if you want to do manga, anime panels, go, go nuts. You do what you want to do. But yeah. yeah. Or game shows. Yeah. Why not? And there are plenty of people who even watch it on the uh, hotel TV for those conventions that have their own, I, I hesitate to say TV channel. Dragon Con does. But that, that's basically <laughs> what it is. For, for those who are listening, I just made air quotes. It's more or less a TV channel. Yeah, Dragon Con basically has their own TV channel, quote unquote, that gets broadcast oh, yeah. to all the host hotels. But they also now have a streaming pass. So you can buy the streaming pass and watch everything online if you want to, which is super helpful. Oh, my goodness. Yep. Uh, all Con does, too. They mm -hmm. have their own hotel TV channel. I love it when conventions do that. It makes me so happy. <laughs> which hopefully we will have updates soon about upcoming events dealing with All Con as well. Yeah. Soon. DM. <laughs> for this episode for you guys we promised earlier that we would do a puffy paint review for you guys and i just i would like to state in advance that for the amount of love you will see me giving this paint in the review they did not sponsor me <laughs> we did not get sponsored by this company tulip did not pay me to say these wonderful things about their product I just happen to be a fan. You guys have seen all of the elaborate, you know, puffy paint embroidery work that I've done. It, it's good stuff. So hopefully you guys enjoy this with a grain of salt. Enjoy. We've had a few questions recently about people wanting to do uh, embroidery or uh, applique type things to their cosplay but they don't always necessarily either have the time for proper applique or embroidery, or they don't have the skill at the moment, which is perfectly fine because it's not the easiest skill in the world to learn. So I wanted to go ahead and show you guys what I have used for my embroidery and applique needs. And that is these little guys right here. These are tulip puffy paints, what some people call 3D paints. And these are generally about 5 to $6 at your local craft store. You can get them pretty much anywhere. Joann's, Michael's, whatever's nearest to you. The nice thing is that these are eligible for coupons. So it's always helpful if you have a coupon handy to go ahead and get these for 40 or 50% off. But these are one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things to use. And of course, as always, these are not sponsored. Tulip isn't paying me for this. I just happen to really, really, really like their paints. So... I will uncap one of these. They only come in two, pardon me, two varieties of their metallic slime, which you'll notice both of these are metallics. They come in gold and they come in silver. These are not glitter variety paints. These are very matte style metallics. They are not all that shiny. So if you're looking for something uber shiny, you'll end up having to paint over this, or you may consider just using a different product entirely like iron-on vinyl or something similar. But these are wonderful if you are just looking for a matte metallic look. 
So I've popped the top off. You see that it has a fairly slim tip on it. And that's really good because it allows you much finer control over these paints. When I first started using tulip paints way back in the day, they had an even finer tip than this. It was actually, the tip was probably three quarters the size of what it is now. And it was a really fine tip and I really liked it. I kept the bottle and then lost it when I moved. So unfortunately I don't have the old tulip uh, embroidery bottle anymore, but these are still really good. The, the tip is just fine enough for good control. Ooh, that is actually still uh, wet. Oops. So these are pretty standard puffy paints. Otherwise, when you put them on, it will tell you to wait a full 24 hours to let the paint sit before you actually touch it or do anything with it, or before you even consider laundering your fabric. So I guess I should back up a little bit to the beginning. The very first thing that you'll want to do is to pre-wash your fabric. Whatever you're going to put this on, go ahead and pre-wash it according to the instructions of the fabric, mostly so that you don't have to worry about fabric shrinkage later on. And I don't say that to be lewd, it's that you don't want the fabric to change its properties after you have put this on and it has set. Because if the fabric shrinks, it's gonna pull at your puffy paint and you're not gonna be happy with the results. So go ahead and pre-wash your fabric. And then when you're ready, and I have this nice sample piece of standard broadcloth here with me so that I can show this to you guys. Go ahead and pop the top. This is permanent puffy paint, it is washable. So when you're done, if you need to launder the fabric again because it got dirty, you can certainly do that. Uh, because this is somewhat used, you can actually see that I've used a good portion of the bottle. There's only like this much left. So I kind of have to shake it out just a little bit to kind of get it towards the top of the bottle. One thing I have learned through experience, you will not want to store these upside down. I know that sometimes you'll want to store glue that way so that the glue comes out of the bottle when you need it. Don't store this stuff upside down. The pressure will change in the bottle and then when you go to use it, it's all going to come out in this giant voluminous mass that you can't really control. And when you stop squeezing the bottle, it'll keep coming out and keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Even if you put the cap on it, the paint will still try and escape the bottle. Something about the pressure in the bottle. So don't store upside down. I think my bottle tip may be a little bit clogged. Um, when the paint inside dries inside the tip, it clogs the tip. Unfortunately, with these particular bottles, the tip is not removable. So I can't just, you know, unscrew the, the top and run it through the, the sink with hot water. So if that happens to you with these, you use the uh, good old pin trick. Use a pin that you don't care about losing. <laughs> and you just kind of basically stir it around in here. All I'm doing is just gently pulling out the dried portion. Oh, there it goes. So you can see there's now paint all over my pin, which is why you use one that you don't care about. And there. Make sure to thoroughly wipe off your pins if you ever intend to use it on white fabric. So as you can see, there's a lot of paint on here. All right, let's see if it'll squeeze now. Yeah, there we go. All right, so here's this, like so. It's a little bit bright. It's kind of hard to see. But I will squiggle this for you. There we go. So you can kind of see what that looks like. And that's actually a pretty good color representation. 
you can see it's it's a little bit shiny, but it's not much. And you can see that it's fairly thin compared to the size of, say, my fingertips. And that's very quick. And you'll see how smooth it is. There are no air bubbles here. There are no breaks in the paint. It's incredibly flexible. And I will tell you that it is not only this flexible when wet, as it obviously is, but it stays this flexible when it dries. The old formula wasn't that good. In fact, my Arwen dress, if you guys have ever seen me in photos of it, used the silver tulip paint way back in the day when they had a different formula. And over the years, it cracked. And in fact, I need to redo all of the uh, sleeve embroidery on my Arwen because the paint cracked because it became brittle. This stuff doesn't seem to become brittle after it's dry. It stays just as flexible. So whatever they did to the new formula, keep it, please, because it's actually much, much better than the old stuff. But as I was saying, let this sit for a full 24 hours. It will actually set after I'd say about four hours, maybe eight hours at the most, and it will be uh, touchable. It'll still be a little bit tacky to the touch, but it shouldn't come off on your fingers at that point. And once it doesn't come off on your fingers, it's pretty much set. And I would recommend that if you have a large area of embroidery to do, kind of like I did on some of my uh, Renaissance costumes, do it in bits and pieces. So do a small area, let it dry for about four hours. Do the next area, let it dry for about four hours. That way you don't have to worry about accidentally smashing the paint into the fabric if you know you kind of lean over just a little bit too far which does happen this stuff is cleanable as long as it's wet if you make a mistake while the paint is wet just get a q-tip wet it with some water and pull up the paint very gently uh, if you need to smooth the edges of your design because you know when you wipe it up with a q-tip sometimes a little bit will smear if you need to clean that up, use a toothpick. It works beautifully, but it only works while wet. Once the stuff has dried, it is permanent. And if you have a napped fabric like velvet, it sets into the fibers. You won't be able to pull this off. You will have to cut it off. And I know that from experience. So make sure any corrections you need to make, do it as soon as possible. And then once it has dried for 24 hours, some of them will say 48, but generally after 24, you can go ahead and launder the fabric if you need to once you've worn the costume, if it gets dirty, et cetera, et cetera. So all in all, I highly recommend the newer Tulip Metallic paints for this reason, if you need to do any sort of embroidery and you don't have the time to do cording, piping, braiding, that sort of thing. Uh, it works really well around curves. So you don't have to worry about uh, being able to have it conform in multiple planes. And it doesn't require all that steady of a hand. It really helps if you have a steady hand. But for the most part, I have found that the average person can probably do this. I would say if you have a large complicated project, your hand's gonna get tired after a while from squeezing the bottle and trying to maintain that even pressure. But other than that, it works wonderfully. I highly recommend this. Again, these are the Tulip Metallics. You can find these at your happy, friendly local craft store. Uh, some retailers now carry them, places like Walmart, Target, and such. You can look for them in the craft section, or if they have a fabric section, you can find them there as well. These will be kept in the 
dye area generally. The same place where you'll find the t-shirts, the, the really cheap ones that you do patterns and tie-dye and such on. Uh, the tie-dye, any sort of fabric dye, that's where you'll find the fabric paints as well. If you want to, just as a bonus tip from me, if you want the glittery stuff, because they don't sell the glittery stuff in this line, but what you can do is once the bottle is empty, if you have one of the ones where you can remove the tip, what you can do is actually get the fabric paint. This is not puffy paint. This is actual fabric paint that you use a brush. But this comes in the glitter variety. What you can do is unscrew the tip on the bottle, clean it out very thoroughly with hot water, and then squeeze this, squeeze the fabric paint into the bottle, and then use it just like you would puff paint. It doesn't quite have the same dimensional feel to it. It's very close, but it will be a little bit flatter. And as with all fabric and puffy paints, it does shrink a little bit when it dries. So that's something to keep in mind. But you can use it for all sorts of fabric paints. So if you have a color that you need to make custom, then you can totally mix it in fabric paint and then use one of these bottles to apply it. It works great. I've done it before. It also works if you want to do things like glitter paint, where you don't really want to just add glitter to the existing paint. It works so cool. But hopefully that was helpful for you guys. I highly recommend Tulip Metallics. 3D dimensional paint. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that effusive uh, general 10 minutes of love for Tulip. <laughs> 10 minutes of love <laughs> for puffy paint. That's effectively what it is. So uh, again, if you guys would like to purchase, you know, the lovely Tulip metallic paint, Metallic is the good stuff. You can get the other stuff, but this is the really good stuff if you're looking for, you know, specifically gold and silver finishes. You can get this at your local craft store, you know, Joann's, Michael's, Walmart, etc. I know Walmart's not a craft store, but you can get it at retailers that have craft departments too. This is really good stuff. I think, I want to say it's like $5 bottle. That sounds about right, because I know they have different sizes it's like too. like five or six. small ones, we get the big ones. Yeah, it's 5 or $6 a bottle. But of course, there are coupons, so you can always get this on sale. One container will last you a long time. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about running out of this very often, unless you do what I do and make several costumes using the same stuff. So there you go. Enjoy. And on that note, I did want to make a recommendation for um, those who want to use this kind of the same dimensional paint. Uh, but you're looking at it to be much more flexible. So you can use it on like spandex and knit fabrics, but also you can use this hardcore on leather and it won't peel off. It's super good. Uh, it's called Allure. It's by the makers of E6000. <laughs> That's how you know extreme it is. Um, and I've used this a couple of times on things and this stuff, once it's on, it will not come off after it dries, of course. If, if you make a mess, it's easy to wipe off. But they have a, a lot of variations of this. They have a gloss version, they have metallic. I'm not a big fan of the metallic one. I think Tulip's metallic is a little bit better. Um, but they're straight paint, very clean, very crisp, very vibrant. So you know that once it's on there, it's gonna hold and it's gonna look really, really pretty. But yeah, if you need an alternative to Tulip and you want it to have a little bit more flexibility, go with Allure. This stuff is awesome. Um, as far as I know, it, you can't find it in most craft stores. I actually get mine through Dharma Trading Company because I love them and they're awesome like that. So yeah, there you go. There's another option. 
Dharma in general is good stuff. Top notch. I love them. Uh, I did want to mention, and I don't know if this works for the Allure bottle, because I don't know if the tip is attached permanently. It is not. But for those puffy paints or dimensional paints that have a removable tip, if you don't like the thickness of the tip, no, that's not meant to be lewd. Some puffy paints, like, you know, this stuff, have a fairly large uh, opening, which means the puffy paint comes out very quickly, and it comes out with very wide lines. Mm-hmm. If you want thinner lines or differently shaped lines, you can always buy just bottle tips. They do sell uh, Aline's kits, and I'm sure they have a generic version of them. You get six little toppers with different sized openings at the top, different shaped openings, so that you can use them with puffy paint and adjust the width of the lines that come out, which really helps because sometimes some of these can like really just get paint everywhere. Do bear in mind that it shrinks when it dries. So it'll be a little bit smaller than what you see when it comes out. So keep that in mind. So unfortunately, these are permanently attached, so I can't use the the slimmer ones. I used to have a ColorPoint bottle from like way back in the day. I think that thing's like a good 12 years old now. Oh, geez. It had a very thin detail tip on it. That's why I kept the bottle. Once I mm-hmm. used all the paint, because it had a removable top, I just oh, washed perfect. it out. And then I would just use this as a refiller and I just fill you up just that little bottle. Paint. Yep. Yeah. I loved that thing. And then somewhere in the move, I, ref- I misplaced the bottle and I can't oh. find it. And they don't sell that kind anymore. They don't, they don't sell that, uh, it's not model, but version of puffy paint. So they don't have that kind of bottle or tip anymore. And I'm so sad. That sucks. <laughs> It's really hard to control sometimes to get the paint to come out just the way you want it. But yeah, good stuff. All right. Uh, do we have anything else we need to discuss this episode? Nope. We're good. <laughs> Excellent. So I would like to wish everybody happy post international world cosplay day because that actually passed right after our last recording. So hopefully everybody had a chance to get out and enjoy it. And of course, Halloween is coming up. So we hope that everybody is getting their costume ideas ready for Halloween. Of course, cosplayers always have the the hardest time deciding, what do I wear for Halloween? And it's funny because it's like, (laughs) yeah, I have all these closets of stuff, but But none of them are right. The one day that you are free to costume as you please. You got nothing to wear. Too many choices. (laughs) Or, Or no choices at all. But happy World Cosplay Day. Uh, We will wish everybody happy recovery from PAX, happy recovery from Dragon Con, happy preparation time for BlizzCon and everything else that is coming up ever so shortly. We hope everyone's cosplaying is going beautifully. We'll see you guys next time. Of course, if you would like to contact us in the meantime, we would love for you guys to interact with us on any of our social media, which you can find here And of course, we invite you guys to join us on our Discord as well, where we are always discussing cosplay and sometimes random things we find on the internet because the internet is good for finding random things. You can also email us, podcast at cospod.org. 
Otherwise, we'll see you guys next time in episode 176. Happy cosplaying, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye.